Welcome back to Kill a Sports Pick Podcast, episode 40. I'm your host, Graham Jordan. Killamilla is out this week. He's in an exotic and faraway land with two names, Turks and Caicos. They're uh, not very decisive there, and it turns out they don't have the uh, best internet either. So we'll be going it alone this week. We did a podcast on Saturday morning where we covered uh, college football, NBA, NHL, and NFL all in one. However, he was unable to uh, upload it from the the island of Turks and Caicos due to some technical difficulties, possibly uh, Russian spies as well. So the podcast will be a little shorter today uh, because we'll only have my input. But uh, while Killa's there, he's also supposed to figure out why there's two names in Turks and Caicos and and why they couldn't really just decide on one. Uh, Before we get into the NFL picks for this week, we'll cover some business. Uh, Make sure you guys visit northeastfleece.com. You can uh, customize blankets and throws with embroidery or laser etching. Make sure you tell them Killa Sports Pick Podcast sent you. Also, check out Grey Gear, Play Forever, What's Your Play Forever. Uh, Also, please bookmark our website, killasportpicks.com. We've partnered with FanDuel, so if you're going to go to FanDuel and make a deposit or just sign up initially, um, make sure you click through our website to do it. It takes an extra second, but it really helps support the podcast. Also, check out uh, Thrive Fantasy. Download their app. It's a prop bet uh, website, and it, it's the best prop betting uh, app out there, hands down. So check them out. When you sign up, make sure you tell them Kill a Sports Pick Podcast sent you. Also, follow us on Twitter at Kill a Sport Pick. Make sure you uh, follow our info that we put out there and uh, retweet You know, if you feel like it. So before we get into the lineups for the week, we'll cover some uh, some NFL player news that you know has a few fantasy implications. So AJ Green has been ruled out for Week Twelve, um, according to to Roto World. All this is just off of Roto World. So the fantasy implications for that mean that um, you know Tyler Boyd's a good play this week, possibly Ross as well. Uh, Tyrell Williams of the Chargers, he is going to be a game-time decision for Week 12. He'll probably sit out because they probably won't need him this week to win. So that really bumps up Mike Williams. Um, He'll probably get a lot more targets at wide receiver. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is expected to play. Torrey Smith of the Panthers will play. So what that does is it kind of bumps down DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel since Torrey Smith is going to be playing. Uh, Doug Baldwin of the Seahawks is is most likely going to play uh, week 12 against the Panthers. So you could you know take a shot at him in your lineups, but it also bumps down the other wide receivers there in, uh, in Seattle. Up next... Robbie Anderson is expected to play for the Jets against the Patriots. Um, so that, uh, 
you know, you could take a shot on him. He might not be 100%, but uh, they're going to have to throw the ball there to keep up with the Pats this week. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is is going to be back this week against the Jets. I, I wouldn't expect too much out of him. He He's had a, a pretty terrible season, and uh, I'm never going to draft him again in any fantasy league. Let's see. Um, Melvin Gordon plans to play week 12. He is less than 100%. So Austin Eckler could get, you know, some increased opportunities. And if Melvin Gordon is forced to leave the game, Austin Eckler could take down, uh, take over all the work there. And, And the Chargers should be playing with the lead. So Austin Eckler is kind of a risky play, but it could work out, uh, heavy in your favor. And last, you got Alex Collins of the uh, Ravens. He's expected to play against the Raiders. Baltimore should be playing with the lead here. So um, any running back from, from Baltimore should have some increased opportunities to, to run the ball this week. So that's it for player news that has uh, fantasy implications. So as always, we're going to get into the uh, FanDuel main slate DFS lineup. I was going to give two, but uh, I figured I would just kind of refine it down into into my best lineup for the week. So at quarterback this week, I'm going to take Ben Roethlisberger um, from Pitt. He's going against Denver, and they're at Denver. So I don't think they'll be able to do you know much on the ground against this Denver defense. I think that they're going to have to move the ball through the air. I know that Denver defense has been you know, good over the last few years, but, you know, Big Ben seems to be having a lot of chemistry with his wide receivers, and, you know, he seems kind of matchup proof, so I like him at 7,900. At running back, I'm going to take Sony Michelle, so he's back from from injury. Um, He is going to play against the Jets. I expect New England to come back as it's kind of a revenge game. Whenever, you know, they get embarrassed, they really come back and run up the score, I see them getting out to a big lead and then basically just running over the Jets for the rest of the game. So Sony Michelle's only 6,600. I expect him to have a big day. Next running back, I'm going to take Nick Chubb of Cleveland. So since he is last in the league against the uh, rush and last in the league uh, defensively overall, so... Nick Chubb, 7,500. He's averaging only 10 fantasy points per game, but everyone saw what he could do uh, in the last game against Atlanta. He had over 34. So I think they rely heavily on on Nick Chubb this game. At the first wide receiver spot, I really like Mike Evans this week. So Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback, and, and he prefers to throw to Mike Evans over anybody else. So that really boosts Mike Evans up. He's 7,900, averaging over 15 a game. Last game with Winston back, he had 27 fantasy points. So you see how his value you know, increases with Winston and then decreases with Fitzpatrick. The other thing about this game that I really like is it's one of the highest over-unders of the week. It's uh, Right now it's at 54.5, and, a half, and, uh, and Tampa Bay is slightly favored. So I like him there. At the next wide receiver spot last week, I had T.Y. Hilton. Um, you know, he was in my lineup. He uh, he went nine nine targets, nine receptions, 155 yards, two touchdowns. 
for 32 points. I'm going to go right back to him. This is a good home game for Indy against Miami. Miami's kind of a middle-of-the-road defense. But Andrew Luck, like I said last week, he's been coming on. He's been throwing the ball a ton, very accurate, and they're starting to click there in Indy. So I'm going to go right back to T.Y. Hilton again. At the uh, next wide receiver spot, I'm going to take Juju Smith-Schuster. Denver, you know, they're ranked 18th against the pass. However... Um, I, I know that, you know, the Pittsburghs, they're going to air it out. There's, there's nothing else they're really going to do. Um, they're going to throw a ton and the big beneficiaries of that are going to be Juju and AB. So last week against Jacksonville, he had 10 targets, eight receptions. He had over 14 fantasy points. I like him to repeat. Hopefully, you know, he finds the end zone in this one. At the tight end spot, I'm going to take Jack Doyle. So he was injured earlier in the season, um, and Ebron came on heavy. You know, he was getting a lot of touchdowns, a lot of points. However, since Jack Doyle's come back from injury, he is getting more targets than Ebron. Last week, Ebron had nothing. So it, it seems that, you know, with all the tight ends there, it seems like Jack Doyle is the favorite of Andrew Luck. I think they're going to. I think they're going to put up a decent amount of points, and I like him, you know, to, to get the majority of those targets. It's possible that Ebron could, you know, steal, you know, one or two red zone looks from Doyle, but Doyle's the big guy to move the ball in between the 20s, and, you know, he can possibly take a long one into the end zone. So I really like Doyle this week at tight end. And then we already talked about it um, Tyrell Williams of the Chargers possibly not playing. So. Because of that, um, even if he does play, he's going to be in a limited role. And if they get the lead, um, they're probably just going to sit him out. So I like Mike Williams uh, in the flex spot. He He's averaging only eight fantasy points per game. However, um, I think this week he'll, he'll, his targets will probably go up from around, you know, he's averaging like three to four targets a game. I think he should get somewhere around seven, eight targets a game. He does have a few touchdowns, so hopefully with those increased targets and then the possibility of you know taking a touchdown that Tyrell Williams would have got, you can get some value there. He's only 5600 so I like his upside for that price. And then on defense this week, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. So I look at them as a top-two defense playing at home in Buffalo where it's pretty cold. Uh, they tend to have an advantage there. Their defense has been amazing this season so far, especially at home. They're only 4000 There's a lot more expensive defenses above them. Uh, Ravens are the most expensive at 5000 this week. They're going to be good, but I, I think Buffalo is going to be you know, just behind them. They got a Jacksonville team coming from you know, Florida all the way up to Buffalo where it is not warm right now. And uh, I, I think Buffalo is going to keep Jacksonville on their, on their current skid. All right, so that's the, uh, the main slate DFS lineup. It's for the uh, the 1 and 4 o'clock games, half-point PPR, as always. So get that lineup into uh, some tournaments or 50-50s. So next we'll talk about some, uh, we'll give the top two players, you know, in my view for the week at each position, and then a few low-owned or undervalued or sleeper players at each position as well. So you can make some 
start and sit decisions um, or possibly you know make some adjustments in your DFS lineups. So at QB, I think the QB won on the week. Uh, my favorite is Andrew Luck. I see him going for over 30 in a good matchup at home. And my QB2 on the week, I'm going to go with James Winston. He, he also has a good matchup at home against San Francisco. I think that's going to be a very high-scoring game, and, and I think Jameis is going to air it out. Um, a low-owned quarterback this week who, who should put up a lot of points, I think, is Phillip Rivers. Um, got an easy game against Arizona. And, and I, I look for him to get, you know, maybe not 30 because they may, they may turn to the run. If they get up a lot, they tend to take him out sometimes in the fourth quarter. But I could see him getting, you know, 25-plus this week. And then my last uh, lone quarterback for the week is Kirk Cousins. He's playing at home against Green Bay. I don't think there's going to be much running in this game at all. Um I think it, it, most most of the scoring is going to go through the air. So I think I think you know both quarterbacks are probably going to have you know over 30, um, 30 uh, pass attempts, and uh, they should both rack up the points on both sides there. At running back, so I think the number one on the week, as long as he stays healthy, is going to be Melvin Gordon. Um, I think that the Chargers are going to be playing with the lead against Arizona they're at home they're a heavy favorite they're minus 14 right now so once they get up and they don't really have to throw the ball much anymore I think he just takes over at number two this week I like Nick Chubb Uh, I talked about him already I think that uh, I think Cleveland's going to rely heavily on him playing against Cincinnati this week my uh, sleeper at running back my first one is going to be Marlon Mack of Indy. I think that in the second half of this game, I think Indy should get up. They're favored by eight at home. Uh, I think they play with the lead, and then I think they try to conserve that, and they run Marlon Mack heavy against uh, against Miami. And then my second sleeper this week is Matt Breda of San Francisco. I think they'll rely on him pretty heavily against Tampa Bay. They'll probably try to slow this game down as much as possible, and so he should run the ball a lot. Um, Moving on to wide receiver. So my favorite wide receiver this week, my WR1, is Adam Thielen. I I think he'll be the the biggest beneficiary of Kirk Cousins in in that game against Green Bay at home. And then in the same game, I think the number two on the week will end up being Devontae Adams. Um, they're, they're both getting, you know, well into the teens and targets per game. They have every opportunity to, to rack up the points. My uh, first sleeper at wide receiver, we already talked about him, is Mike Williams. Um, hopefully he gets a, a much larger target share. And if the game stays uh, competitive, then it will benefit him because they'll be forced to throw um, in L.A. And then my second sleeper at wide receiver this week is going to be John Ross. So because A.J. Green's going to be out, it puts Tyler Boyd at the number one wide receiver. So he's going to draw the most coverage from Cleveland, which leaves John Ross with the, the least coverage at the wide receiver position. So I think he'll take advantage of that. Uh, where Cincy's probably going to look to throw the ball. 
All right, moving on to tight ends. So I think the the tight end one on the week is going to be Zach Ertz. He's getting incredible, um, you know, target share there at Philly. Uh, Wentz loves throwing him the ball. He's getting, you know, 10 to 15 targets per game. You can't really beat that at tight end. Um, I mean, that's even great for a wide receiver. So I think he's far and away the number one. At number two, I like George Kittle from San Fran. They're throwing this guy the ball a ton as well. He's getting about 10 targets per game, and he's making great use of it. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot there. Um to if they get if they get down behind Tampa Bay. Alright, next sleeper in the same game, I'm gonna take Cameron Brait. So OJ Howard, he, he went to the IR, he's hurt. So those targets are now gonna go to Cameron Brait. He's only averaging, you know, four fantasy points per game. He's uh, I think forty four hundred in the price. However, I think he's gonna get probably eight to ten targets this game. So you have a ton of value for only 4400 and that would allow you to go spend some money in, in other places in your lineup. And then my last sleeper is Jack Doyle. Talked about him already, but it, it looks like he's the lead guy there in Indy. So a lot of people are heavy on Ebron, but I think Jack Doyle it, it comes out with the most targets and the most receptions for the team. All right, so moving on to defense. So... I think the consensus, you know, number one defense this week is the Ravens. They're they're the most expensive on FanDuel. They're five thousand. Um, they're playing at home against an Oakland team that that's struggled a lot this year and also has a lot of injuries. So I think the Ravens will be the best. Though they'll probably put up the most points. But I think the Bills are going to su- surprise some people this week. So I put them at my number two spot, and I'm going to play them heavy. They're only 4,000, and I don't think they're going to be um, far behind the Ravens in fantasy point production. And they may actually surprise some people and end up number one on the week. All right. Uh, sleeper defense this week. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers at home against Arizona. It's... It's actually probably just a pretty safe defense for the week. Um, they, they shouldn't give up very many points at all, and uh, hopefully they could get some turnovers. And then my uh, last defense for the week, I like the Colts at home. They're, uh, they're favored um, by eight at home against Miami. It looks like Tannehill's going to come back. You know, I don't think he's 100%. Um, so I think there should be some opportunities there for some turnovers that Indy can hopefully take advantage of. All right, so our last uh, segment here, uh, we're going to do the picks against the spread. So uh, I have five this week, and uh, at the first one, I'm going to take Baltimore minus 10.5 at home against Oakland. Uh, I know it's a over a 10-point spread. I know Killa doesn't generally uh, like spreads that big. However, I think this game is going to be a complete blowout. So I'm going to take Baltimore minus 10.5. Next pick, um, got New England playing at the Jets. And uh, this line is currently at a 10.5. So, uh, or the spread's at 10.5. So New Jersey, uh, I'm sorry, New York Jets are getting 10.5. 
However, I like New England minus 10.5. It's also a heavy consensus pick. Generally, New England, when they get embarrassed, like I said, they come out and just destroy the next team they play. I don't think this game is going to be close at all. So I like New England minus 10.5. Next pick. Now, this spread keeps moving wider and wider. Um, Got Chargers at home against Arizona. Arizona is now getting 14. Um, Seems like a huge, um, huge cover, but... I don't think this game is going to be close either. I, I think it should be more than 14. So I like the uh, Chargers minus 14 here. Uh, next game, fourth game, um, we got San Francisco at Tampa Bay. And San Francisco is getting two. I I think that this is way too, way too close. Um, I think it should be something like Tampa Bay minus probably six to seven. So, uh, I think this is an easy one. Uh, Tampa Bay, minus two. And last game, we got uh, Cleveland at Cincy. Uh, it was a pick game, and I was going to take uh, Cincy with the pick and now Cleveland's getting one. So, even though Cleveland's getting, getting a point here, I still like Cincy minus one. And the majority of people are going that way. Since he's at home, I like that. Um, Cleveland's 0 4 on the road this year, whereas Cincy, you know, they're 3 and 2 at home. So I'm going to take Cincy minus 1 for the last pick. So hopefully um, you guys can get these plugged in in time. Should have about, you know, three and a half, uh, three hours to, to listen and get these lineups in. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Sorry about the, uh, you know, the short podcast and that we're missing a podcast on the week. Uh, Killer will be back next week. We'll be back to our regular schedule. And, uh, you know, good luck, everybody, this week. And uh, make sure you visit our website, killasportpicks.com, and follow us on Twitter at killasportpick. Take care.